Okay, welcome everyone. You are listening to Anthony. Um, this is a deep and meaningful conversation. Today I have a special guest with me, Safina, and we're going to be discussing topics around energy, specifically the energy behind words. But first I'll introduce Safina. So Safina, if you're there, would you like to just, you know, say hello and just... Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, um, so yeah, I'm really interested to have this conversation. Um, obviously, I think the topics on this podcast are really interesting and they kind of get your mind going. And um, yeah, I'm looking forward to chatting today. I'm glad to hear because I've been doing a lot of solo conversations and the whole point of this is to have, you know, deep and meaningful conversations, plural, you know, with other people and to kind mm. of share my ideas and see what other people think and just to see, you know, different perspectives, you know, on many different topics that I'm trying to explore. So, I mean, just, as, just give us a little brief um, idea of kind of how you got into, um, or rather what made you be interested in energy and not, not energy, rather, so I would say the deeper essence of life. You know. mm. Yeah, so I would say it began maybe my late teens. I think kind of growing up, you can have one perspective on life and, you know, the reasons why things happen or don't happen and, you know, if things are going to go your way or not. Um, and I think it just came out of kind of going through, I guess, teen years can be difficult for anyone. And I think it kind of raised those questions of, you know, okay, how much of this do I control? Like, how much of this is to do with me or you know is it just happening to me what can I do about it what's the meaning of it all kind of thing and from that it kind of led me to you know reading some books and listening to different people on these kind of topics and um, gradually I guess I kind of um, came across the concept of you know you create your own reality and that kind of thing and that kind of led me on a path with just kind of really just exploring kind of what's the meaning to things, you know, where you like, you mentioned energy and things like that. And just, I think I'm just always on a quest for truth, really like trying to understand the re the reality behind, you know, what we see of things and um, it never ends really. <laughs> and so have you, have you discovered anything in terms of, you know, you just mentioned that we create our own reality. I mean, how did you come to that conclusion? Well, I think in some way, I mean, I will say that obviously I think there are external factors that do affect us, but um, I do think it's practice almost because I kind of just came across these ideas. For example, you know, what you focus on, you're kind of more likely to bring into your life. Or for example, um, you, you've got to get your mind into a certain mindset to get a certain kind of external reality, those kind of ideas. And it's kind of just practicing them um, and kind of just you know, the words or the things I'm saying to myself, the things I'm filling my mind with and how that can affect like my inner world um, and how that therefore does affect your decisions, your choices, and therefore, you know, what you see outside. Um, so yeah, I think just kind of just trial and error, playing around with it and actually seeing, yeah, there's, there's something to this. Yeah, I definitely can relate to the, you know, the concept of what you put in, you know, is what actually manifests outside into your reality into your you know immediate world um yeah it's very 
is very um, pertinent in my life, that notion. Mm. And I've seen it for myself. But um, yeah, today I just want to focus on energy. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, what we've been talking about is all energy anyway. But specifically, I want to talk about the energy behind words because I've noticed that when I speak to people, um, there's a difference between the words that are coming out of their mouth and the energy that I can feel emanating from them, you know, Mm -hmm. at the same time. And I'm wondering whether there's a difference between the words they speak and the energy. So is the energy more true or is the words they're speaking more true? You know, and one of the questions I wanted to ask you in relation to that is, you know, so do you think that you can sense the energy behind someone's words when they're talking? I think absolutely. Um, I think, I mean, we think of body language, for example, that's kind of a scientifically proven thing that you can sense what, you know, people may not say everything, but I think the words that people use is quite a small percentage of, you know, communication really at large. Um, But then there is another side of it that I came to mind when you asked this question, which is how much of, of it are we projecting though? Because somebody can say something to us and we may perceive, okay, they may be saying one thing, but I'm, I'm feeling something else. But on the other hand, we need to be aware that are we projecting what we think they're saying to us or what we would say in that situation? Or is it genuinely the energy coming from that person? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because going back to creating our own reality, I mean, am I projecting my version of reality onto somebody else when they're speaking to me? I mean, yeah, I think, yeah, that's a question we need to ask ourselves. Yeah, no, that's, I'm asking that in that, in based on what you just said, you know, Mm. in your own perceptions and you potentially projecting your perceptions onto somebody else. And so I'm, I'm looking at, I'm receiving what they're saying based on my perception. So if I'm doing that, is it me that's reading their energy in a particular way because it fits into my perception or mm. is somebody genuinely projecting a different energy in relation to their words you know is it something mm. that, is it something that i just want to believe because i've mm. just been you know been so interested in spirituality and philosophy and these kind of topics you know esoteric kind of topics in general or you know in truth is there a difference between somebody's words and their you know, and the energy that that they're actually projecting. Mm. I mean, I think it can be both. I think it can be that, yeah, somebody's saying one thing, but, you know, for example, I think in your previous podcast, you said that, for example, a friend maybe, you know, ask me, how are you? Or, you know, saying congratulations, but you feel something else, something negative, like they'd rather you have said, you know, oh, everything is just terrible. Um, and I think sometimes you can, of course, you can pick that up. There's, little clues that we're giving off all the time, you know, in, when we're communicating. Um, and we can sense that. I think we've evolved to sense that, you know, we're, we're communi- you know, a community kind of um, society by nature. I think that's, we do look out for these things. So I think there's some truth to that. But on the other hand, I do think that sometimes we can definitely just be projecting. I mean, I remember, for example, I was at, when I was at university, um, in the past and I had um, a classmate and 
I think she was feeling quite insecure at the time, but she said that she'd, um, she was upset with me and I had no idea why. And I was like, oh, well, you know, what's the problem? I mean, I haven't done anything wrong. There's nothing gone wrong that I know of. And she said, oh, well, you know, I saw you going past the library and I waved at you and you ignored me. And that was her perception of what happened based on how she was feeling about, you know, whatever it is, whether it's herself or, you know, her ability to make bonds with other people. But in my world, I simply didn't see her. Do you know what I mean? And, and she could have assumed, oh, maybe Safina didn't see me, but she chose to think that other way. And I think there is, that just, you know, illustrates that there is a lot of it where we are, it's, it's through the lens that we're seeing things. Yeah, it's yeah, you're right. In that incident, it really is about perception, you know, because if that person, there's a number of there's a number of events that could have caused you to ignore them. You know, you could have been in a bad mood, something could have happened to you, and you could have just been, you know, scanning your peripheral vision, and but not really paying attention to what's in front of you and just continue walking, you know, mm. or you could genuinely be ignoring somebody, you know, or you know, you just didn't notice them. There's a number mm. of outcomes. But mm. based on your own individual perception, you know, that, you know, your fellow student, she automatically, you know, attached to the idea that, oh, you know, Saf- you know Safina just blatantly ignoring me. You know, how rude mm. of her. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, it's easy to kind of just latch on to your own perception without considering other people's because yes you have your own ideas you know and you have your own intuition but outside of that there's somebody else and there's a world that you're in so you're not Mm. just in this world by yourself Mm. yeah absolutely yeah so so you've got to be yeah you've got to be aware of your own perceptions you know you definitely got to be you i mean you just saying that actually i today i went to ikea to purchase something and there was a there's somebody that i saw a member of staff who I noticed actually, um, but he didn't actually notice me. Like it seemed that he didn't, he was not, he was not aware of me. I mean, I know this person, I've spoken to him before, mm-hmm. but he's just spoken to me as if I was just a random customer. Um, right. He didn't even notice it. I don't know whether I looked different or something, but he just didn't mm-hmm. even register that it was me. So it's quite interesting that, you know, I didn't really pay much attention to it, but if I just read into that, I could have said, wow so you're just literally ignoring me you know yeah I could have could, yeah. said that to him I could have internalized that and took that on as baggage and then my whole day's yeah. destroyed because absolutely I, it could have gone anyway yeah any which way mm. so it's mm. it's very interesting you know having your own perception but when I think about having your own perception it's very difficult to know whether it's all based on the information I put into me or whether there's embedded knowledge within me that actually forms my perception hmm right so when you say embedded are you talking about kind of something we're born with or yeah I'm talking about a kind of inner knowing a kind of intuitive inner knowing that Mm -hmm. you're that you're born with because Mm -hmm. I, I this is just my own personal belief I'm not trying to get anyone else to you know follow me in this sense but I do actually believe that as a person you have a spirit inside you and that spirit came to this planet earth to take on lessons for its soul to evolve and so you have certain embedded knowledge that you came here with 
mm-hmm. and you agree to forget who you truly are in order to experience the lessons that you need to experience and learn the lessons that you need to learn. Um, but you have some inner knowledge that is there to equip you with the right skills to navigate through this world. Mm. Right. And I think even if we were to look at it from another perspective of evolution, for example, there's this idea that there's information embedded in us, you know, genetically over time, you know, through adapting, you know, as humans that, you know, we've, we kind of are born with a certain kind of knowledge of things, um, such as maybe cues in terms of communicating and things like that. So I think it's very possible that and we are born with something. Yeah. Just to point, just to point out what you said about cues and, I, and I'm wondering whether these kind of intuitive cues tie into sensing somebody's energy. Yeah, I think absolutely. Absolutely. I think, like I said, whether it's, you know, body language or subtle things, you can, you can just tell a lot of the time if there's a, a different, you know, intention behind something. I think you can tell. I think with things like texting and writing, I think it's become quite difficult because obviously that's just words. But I think when you're kind of with someone or you can hear someone, there is something that comes through that we can pick up on, whether it's consciously or, or not. Have you ever felt that somebody's words, you know, didn't match their energy? Mm, I think what comes to mind more is maybe when somebody's lying. I think when someone's saying something, but you can just sense that they're not even convincing themselves, you can kind of feel into that. Um, And I guess also when, for example, I think a lot of us, whether it's, you know, working environment, and we're like, oh, hey, how are you? And we're all just saying it, you know, because we feel we need to. You can, you can kind of tell, you can kind of feel that, I think. Yeah, that's, that's a very common one, the kind of autopilot. Oh, how are you? How was your day? Mm. And then the conversation ends after you just said, yeah, it's fine. And yeah. There's no sort of deeper questioning. But for you on a personal level, I mean, have you ever, can you pinpoint a situation? You don't have to start naming names, but I mean, mm. where you definitely felt that this person is projecting some different energy to the words that they're, that's actually coming out of their mouth now. And I don't know why, because if I'm going back to my old podcast, like I was saying, mm-hmm. there's times when I've had conversations with people and they've said to me, oh, how are you? How is things? And I've said, yeah, everything's fine. And, but then after talking for five to 10 minutes, I then go into revealing that I'm going through some sort of struggle in my life and then it seems that their energy somehow becomes excitable this might sound weird but it seems like their vibration increases Mm. and i've picked up on that and it seems like they then start to become very judgmental in a kind of subtle way and but Mm. it's not matching their words in their words they're more like oh so why don't you try this to solve this problem or have you ever tried this or what do you think the problem is? But there's a kind of subtle, judgmental, um, very underhand, um, sometimes aggressive energy behind it. Like, oh, see, you know, you just put yourself in this situation. Um, mm. you know, and and it's, uh, it's, very, it's a very subtle energy, you know. It's a very subtle mm. energy. And I've, I've just sensed it from certain individuals in my life. And I've just wondered. 
And it's made me become aware of more how I feel when I speak to somebody rather than what they say. And sometimes I don't like to follow my intuition because it's sometimes it's people that are close to me. Mm. Or sometimes, that I, sometimes it's people that I would like to believe that have my mm. best interest at heart. So I would turn a blind eye to my intuition and say, oh no, they don't really mean that. But you know, mm. I've got I've got friends that are very intuitive as well, and they've 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 revealed to me that you know, this person is not genuine. You know, right. and you know that deep down, but you're just ignoring it because you know you don't want to believe that in this. Situation. Yeah, or you want to think the best of the person, even. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's that as well, wanting to think the best of somebody, only seeing the the good in them, but ignoring the fact that they don't actually care in the way that you think they care or they mm. yeah and they they have this kind of um other aspect of themselves that only becomes aware to you when they're kind of happy that you're going through struggles it's like they don't really want to see you do well in life you know mm. because when you are doing well they kind of like ah Okay. Not they're all they're more silent. They're more they don't really have much to say. Yeah, yeah, I know that type. <laughs> they don't have they don't have much to say. They're kind of more they're just mute. But I've noticed that when you're going through a certain situation, a struggle, you know, a hardship in your life, that certain members in your social circle suddenly become very powerful. When I say that, they suddenly now think that they have to some sort of power over you because you're in a situation where you need or you think you need their help at that particular time. And so they're now using that against you. And well, that's, yeah, I mean, that's so toxic, isn't it? Mm, I mean, yeah, I've seen, yeah. That's it's so a, toxic. Mm-hmm, it's very toxic. And I've, see, I've got myself in toxic situations like that. Mm. Very close people you know, in my social circle. And I've just seen that, wow, you know, for me, it's a revelation. To me, it's a, you know, it's an eye-opener to say, wow, so when you're down, this is how this person is going to treat you. Mm, so just, mm. just, keep, just pinpoint that, keep an eye on that. And it's something in human nature that actually um, coincides with that and sometimes behaves in, a, in, a, in the same kind of, um, derogative way, you know, or very, or st- suddenly becomes a punisher. I mean, like I was saying in my last podcast, that there was some, there was some research, some psychologists did on inmates, prison inmates, who then became prison mm-hmm. guards. And when they became prison guards, they behaved almost worse than the mm-hmm. guards themselves. Mm, yeah, I think it, it reminds me. It's kind of similar to I guess this idea of misery likes company or you know people that aren't that content I think it can be difficult for them to really share in other people's joys I think it depends I mean some people can be down but think oh you know if this person is doing well you know I'm I'm, you know that's something good for everyone but um I think it's about a kind of a level of maybe a level of maturity to be able to you know, see someone else's win as a win generally rather than their joy is taking away from mine. Mm. And I think it 
it is it is very obvious I think like you said I think sometimes they say something sometimes it's the quiet you know it's it's the silence and you can tell that you know there's there's nothing they feel they can say they can't you know open their mouth to say something positive so they just don't say anything but you know you can read it on their face you can see it you can sense it it's it's sometimes what people don't say as well as what they do I think it's a lot it's a lot to do what they don't say to me it's mm. um you know it's subtext mm. you know it's the, it's yeah. the words in between the lines you know it's the mm-hmm. space in between the text you know the stuff that you don't actually see the words that are not there but you can feel them yeah absolutely. you can feel them it's, it's it's you know if you go to work and you say good morning to somebody and then you know say oh how are you today and they're like yeah i'm fine yeah i'm good mm. that energy behind that clearly states that i'm not fine but i'm just going to mm-hmm. give you the auto response that i am fine because i don't want to go into it which is fair enough mm-hmm. yeah yeah absolutely yeah mm. uh, so i mean it's very interesting you know yeah absolutely i think it is and it does it can really show i think the truth of people and you know i was in a situation recently with a friend and you know, I had some good news and I was kind of new, kind of flat. I'd moved out and I was doing some new things in my life and kind of not expect and kind of expecting, you know, the typical, you know, that's great, you know, positivity and then kind of receiving a lot of quietness and, you know, avoiding talking about anything but that, you know, and not even acknowledging it, you know, even if I was to bring it up and, Again, it's like the quietness, like that, that says enough to me, you know? Wow. Wow. So you've, you know, you've moved out into a new, wonderful yeah, place. Like, you know, wonderful you place. Around, you invite people around, you know, you try, you know, whether it's a little housewoman or whatever. And, you know, it's just like no word of the fact, no word of the good news. Just, oh, so, you know, or, you know, talk to everybody else in the room, <laughs> you know, and, and it's, it's like you're inviting, you know, this person into, you know, your home and all of that kind of thing. And, that alone I just knew you you can sense it you can feel it you know no words have to you know come from you or the other person but you can see what's going on do you know what I mean yeah I know exactly what you mean you know you yeah, invite you this know. person round you know mm-hmm. it's housewarming but yeah. there's some weird energy that's coming from yeah. and avoidance I think avoidance is a key thing because yeah. you know if they just don't want to even you know acknowledge it Yes, avoidance. I mean, I've I've definitely experienced that. There's just this blatant avoidance, mm-hmm. and you can mm-hmm. see in their face that they're trying hard not to look at you, not <laughs> to direct themselves at you in any particular way. And mm. it's like all of your forcing is showing me that you're avoiding me. Mm. Mm. It's, yeah, it's so weird how nature works. This is the thing. Nature has all the telltale, all the telltale signs in your body language yeah it's so all there it's like you're you're like you it's like you're trying to prevent the water you know flowing through the dam you know but it's <laughs> there's so much that is actually you know coming through that mm-hmm. it's just so it's obvious you can see it from a mile away that you know it's about to burst you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not yeah. it's not holding up this dam is not holding it up anymore so you know, we, yeah. can see that. we can see that in your body language, in your eyes, in your face, you know. 
that it's, the, the heat is the energy is rising in your body you're attempting to and, I, and, and i mean then you've got to kind of question how much of that do you want to allow into your space no you shouldn't i mean for me it's if that's a telltale sign for me it's okay so this is how you truly feel about me i don't know whether i actually want you in my space mm. you know because yeah and i think all you're doing is projecting this sort of weird jealousy avoidance vibe and i don't know where it came from because you wasn't like that before but now you're mm-hmm. suddenly behaving in this weird way yeah but i can uh, for example when i came back from traveling i mm-hmm. sensed that quiet avoidance jealousy from a lot of close people wow but when i was away on facebook on instagram they were liking they were happy but when i was in their presence there was this right toxic <laughs> energy i could sense from them and it was like wow i could see the jealousy i could feel the jealousy because they felt that i did something in life that they don't have the courage to do or they don't think is possible or necessary there's a lot of things you know mm. that come with that kind of uh, judgment or, you know, that kind of just that weird avoidance that you get from people. It's just, you don't know what's going through their head. And I mean, in that situation, did you approach them? Did you ask them? Did you like have a conversation? How did they respond? Yeah, yeah I, had, I had conversations with them and it was blatant. It was so clear that they just resented the fact that I traveled, you know, to them it was, okay, so how could you give up your one bedroom flat to go traveling for one year? Mm-hmm. how stupid is that i mean that is just so backwards so then you come back and you haven't got anything to fall back on and you have mm-hmm. to start yourself you have to start your life from scratch i mean that, that is just madness this is the this is their mentality so to me the level of fear mm-hmm. that they have in their life shows mm-hmm. me that they don't understand that you have to make sacrifices if you want to achieve certain things in life and to experience certain experiences you know they require mm-hmm. a very big sacrifice a lot of people don't understand that mm-hmm. it, and not, I mean, it's, it's not a case mm-hmm. of i can have you know there's there's a saying about having if you try to if you trade freedom for security you end up losing both oh i haven't heard that one yeah so it's it's so true you know you can't you can't do that you know you, you either believe in freedom and you let go of security knowing that really and truly you you're always looked after you know mm. if, you, if you trust in those higher forces but if you're mm-hmm. locked into if you're locked into fear then you're only going to try and do things when it's safe mm. so when you see I'm, somebody else sorry when you yeah. see somebody else doing mm-hmm. things outside of your comfort zone then that's why you judge them that's that's what i could see i could see that was that person oh. in their head couldn't do what I did because it was crazy in their mind. So mm. they had to project that onto me and say, you're, you're literally stupid. And they said these things. They actually said this. They, they, they basically said, I'm an idiot for what I did, basically for leaving, wow. for leaving, yeah. for leaving my place. And, you know, they, mm. to them it was all, oh, you should have just, you know, got someone to stay at your property and just, you know, mm-hmm. it, people always have this notion that everything is just so, a to b you know it doesn't work mm-hmm. like, it doesn't always work like that there's a number of other issues that are you know 
that are existent, you know, in your life that you don't always talk about. And it's not so easy to, to just lay out certain ideas that, you know, on paper seem easy. Mm-hmm. It's, it doesn't, it just doesn't work like that. And I know a lot of people just lack the necessary life experience to really understand that. I just don't get it. Yeah. And I mean, rather than, you know, joining you in the joy of what you did I mean I'm sure you know you had nothing but positive things to say about the experience so rather than asking you about that you know to focus on like you said the side coming from like a place of fear is Mm -hmm. I mean that's not the best thing to come back to exactly Mm. pardon me sorry what I what I've learned on my journey and what I know in life is that every experience has positive and negative you know, outcomes. So mm-hmm. my experience wasn't entirely positive. You know, there was negativity towards it as well. But the negativity mm-hmm. is positive because it helps you grow within. So <laughs> although that it's very painful, when you're experiencing it, ultimately when you overcome the obstacle, it ends up being positive anyway. So that's how you need to that's how I see it so I, I don't try to only look at the positive and ignore the negative I address both the negative and the positive because it's all positive at the end of the day when you see when you when you address both you know mm. and that's, it's I guess about getting what you can from both sides like you know going into it seeing what can I get from this and you know whether it's negative or positive, you can always get something from it, I think, in, in most cases. Exactly, exactly. You can just see what, what, what can you take from this experience you're having, you know? And, mm. it's, and I just think going back to, you know, the person in your housewarming, I just think to myself, what is it that led them to have that, to start avoiding you and to start projecting that vibe? In your own home. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't expected. I didn't expect it. Um, but I guess, and I think again, like you, I didn't want to jump to conclusions. I was aware of, okay, let me not project here. Let me not assume. And you try and be objective about it and kind of ask other people, did you notice this? Did you notice that? And then I think when other people agree and validate it, you're like, okay, yeah, this is, this is real. And you like, you know, you just got to choose not to have that. Is it worth it? Because what, what it does to your energy and what it does to you, is it worth that? I don't think so. So let me get this straight. This was your housewoman that you had. This is Absolutely. your housewoman. Yes. <laughs> yeah. You invited a friend and this is the vibe that they were projecting. Yeah. Kind yeah. Of yeah. Toxic vibe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, it's very, it's very interesting. I don't, I don't know where that comes from, you know. And the reason why I'm picking on that is because... Mm-hmm. It's the same energy that comes up when you're having a conversation and with somebody on the telephone. And like I said, the energy is not matching what they're saying mm-hmm. to you, you know. And when you're telling them good news, the energy suddenly transforms to this bad, toxic vibe and they're trying to drag you down, you know. Or when you're telling them bad news, they're getting, they're getting subtly excited about it. So it's very... Mm. I, mean, I mean, do you think it's possible for people to change their their energy in consciously within the moment you know um 
I don't know about I don't know about con- in the moment. I think I think it's such a subtle thing, and a lot of it is so unconscious. The things that we're giving off. I think to do it in a moment is a bit difficult. I think it's one of those things over time um, can be changed. But I think it starts with you know being aware, being self-aware, kind of noticing. Okay, this has happened, and I'm feeling this in my body. What does this mean? And just being honest with ourselves, you know, if it's, oh, my friend's told me good news, but something doesn't feel right about the way that I'm receiving that, you know, or, you know, if it's us hearing something from someone else and just being aware of it and challenging it, questioning it, mm-hmm. um, looking for the root of it. And I think that's something that I don't think it can be done in the moment itself. I think it's about, you know, to tackle the energy, you've got to really tackle what are my beliefs, what are my attitudes, what, you know, What's my past experience with this? Where's this coming from? Yes, yes. Because I've even noticed myself and somebody told me that they went, they experienced something. So they told me they went to drama school mm-hmm. and I just noticed that my energy suddenly became <laughs> quite negative, actually. I was just thinking, oh, there was something inside me that would just not really happy about the, the fact that they told me that I don't know why <laughs> went, oh, right. I went to drama school you know I feel more robust as an actor mm-hmm. you know, I feel more ready for the industry mm-hmm. and you know when I look at it I'm thinking to myself okay is this something inside me that wanted to do that which is why I felt this bad vibe coming from me Mm. in that moment you know is it something Mm. that I want to continue you know is it something that I wanted within myself and I didn't actually see that's the thing I'm open to addressing that and and I'm open to analyzing myself yeah where my toxic energy is coming from in Mm. because if you be honest with yourself you know that you do this as well and it's about over transforming that energy I don't know if people absolutely. are yeah absolutely I think it's it's being aware that okay we're human sometimes we're going to feel things like that that in itself I don't think is the problem it's when you transfer that to other people yes. I think that's the problem when you yes. you know I mean it's one thing thinking something but you know you can still smile and respond you may be feeling something but you don't have to give that to somebody else mm. exactly yes you don't have to give the baggage that's just come out of you Whatever emotional baggage that's inside you, whatever vibe is, you know, conjuring up within you when some when somebody told you something, that's you. That's your own energy that you need to deal with, and it doesn't need to be projected to other people in the form of judgment mm-hmm. or whatever mm-hmm. you decide to say mm-hmm. to somebody. And you know, it doesn't need to be projected onto somebody else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that comes from. I guess maybe a sense of compassion, like understanding that ultimately we're kind of all in this together. And as humans, you know, this is a natural thing just to, you know, be a bit compassionate about not passing on any more negative stuff. We're all dealing with something. So, you know, let's just (laughs) keep it positive. (laughs) Do you think people are aware of this though? Because, you know, I remember you said about, you mentioned earlier on awareness is important to become Mm to becoming conscious about what's going on. And mm-hmm. so if you're not aware that you're projecting, do you think that you can change it? 
Um, I think to change something, you need to have the will to change something. And to have the will to change something, you have to believe it's, it needs or is worth changing. And I don't think that comes about without kind of self-inquiry. I think we're all happy how we are if nothing is forcing us to, to you know, need something different. And so I, I think it, I really do think it comes, self-awareness comes with kind of really feeling it's important to ask these things of yourself. Mm. And, and, you know, whether it, you need to feel you need to change it or not. Yeah, because, yeah, importance, you have to have the sense that, you know, okay, you know what, I'm sick and tired of going through this situation. And it's very important for me to actually change this. Mm-hmm. And then that's, that's the first step, you know, that's the awareness, and then the willpower is what's going to drive you through that change. Mm-hmm. The action, yeah. it has to be, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. and just to kind of go on with this, you know, notion of willpower and action. Um, I recall you talking about um, life coaching and I think that that, yeah. has, that has a lot to do with, you know, having, having, being aware of something and, but then having the will to drive through those intentions. I don't know whether you want to talk about that or not. Yeah, no, that, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, that's something that I've, I'm starting at the moment to work with people and, you know, obviously it's, we're seeing it as, you know, achieving goals, but it's also, you know, helping people to, see their you know to achieve their potential but I think that starts with you know figuring out what do I really want so we can all say oh yeah I have a goal or a desire in life and we may think consciously we know why but I think sometimes it's you know working with someone or you know with yourself if you're you know able to do that and to really question you know why do I want this thing and because I think the why is what really pushes the how am I going to do it if your why is strong enough you will find a way um, and you will hold yourself accountable. Absolutely. So I think with um, coaching, especially, um, that's something that, you know, it's when somebody collaborating with you to really hold you accountable. Um, and I think that can be really, really valuable. Yeah. Yes. Accountability, I think is very important when you're trying to achieve whatever it is you're trying to achieve. You know, if you feel that you need somebody there to be a witness and just to check okay did you actually call that person did you send Mm -hmm. that did you send that email or Mm. are you just drifting Mm. but for me i'm very i'm very i'm very cautious about any form of life coaching or motivation Mm -hmm. motivational speaking has been very important in my life and it's encouraged me to do a lot of things you know but at the same time, there has been points where I feel that you can listen to as much motivational speaking as you want. But if you haven't got the will to carry out this action, it's just not going to happen. I mean, even, mm. the mo- even the funny enough, even the motivational speakers say that themselves. They say the <laughs> dreams are not going to manifest themselves. Yeah. Literally. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I think. You're right. And that kind of moves me on to something else I'm going to be starting as well, which is kind of um, embodied workshops with people. So, of course, there's the one to one. There's having those conversations. But in terms of information, like you said, it's all very you know, intellectual. We're reading information on our phones. We're listening to YouTube. And that's great. I think that can really help. But I think 
sometimes it's about really trying to get it into your body, you know? So there's, of course, there's the questioning, why do you want it? Do you want it enough? And really figuring out, you know, what is your reasons for this? And that can drive you. Um, I think also just, you know, I think our body language, like we were mentioning before, and really embodying certain things can really also be another tool for people to reach self-awareness, you know, whether it's kind of looking at our physicality, thinking about our movement, you know, how we use the space, how we hold ourselves in space. Um, I think that also can be a great tool. And um, yeah, that's something that I'm really kind of excited about, you know, developing and delving into myself. Yeah. Yeah, I think once you become aware of yourself, aware of your body and embodying who you are in the moment and becoming mm. conscious of everything that's that your body is communicating to you, you know. Mm-hmm. So the pain, the pain or, you know, the stress in this particular muscle, you know, or the good, you know, the the good feeling in in your shoulder or whatever it is or, you know, this this happy vibe just this, this mm-hmm. you know this opposite kind of energy vibrations that you can feel in your body and mm-hmm. but once you become aware of it you know then that's where the change takes place you know so for example if that person is now embodying their emotions and their their body and the feelings that are coming from their body then mm-hmm. they can now become conscious more conscious about the energy that they're projecting toward other people. Yeah, I mean, I think it's all it's all connected. Mm. You know, I mean, you can hold yourself in a different way, or you know, walk in a different speed or a tempo, and it will change how you feel, and it can change how you think about yourself. Whether it's the obvious things that we know of, like holding your head up high when you're walking, like just by you know, it can be obviously how we feel can in influence how our body moves but it can also be the other way around that we can move our bodies and that can affect how we feel and how we think about ourselves um and others Mm -hmm. yeah and Mm -hmm. it has to come from a a kind of natural way you know because yes i mean you know i've heard that you know to be to appear to be confident you know you need an upright posture you Mm -hmm. know keep your head up and but you don't want to put you don't want to kind of impose a kind of robotic nature on yourself Although well, that, think, although that yeah. at first, sometimes mm-hmm. it is necessary to kind of program your body with that, mm. with, those, mm. with those instructions. So then it becomes second nature after. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because it's in our nature to go back to what feels familiar, what feels mm. comfortable. Yeah, Even sorry. if it's not serving us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. You just think, okay, nah, you know what? Say, for example, you know, you were told to jog every morning before work because, you know, you needed to lose weight and you agreed to it. You know, you started doing it. But the third day in, you just said, no, I just can't do this. It's too much. Mm. You know, you're lapsing back to the old way and then the change won't happen. You know, that weight won't get lost and you're Mm. just going to not make the not make the necessary change that you wanted to make in the first place you know Mm, yeah it's all about habit practice yeah yeah yeah, habit you know what what habits are you trying to take on to Mm -hmm. actually and how 
yeah and how can you hold yourself accountable um what's your driving force Mm. so going back to yeah accountability what what sort of what methods are there to hold someone accountable to what they're trying to actually you know achieve so i think something that can be really helpful is getting really specific on how they're going to take that next step so i think for a lot of the time a goal or you know something that somebody wants can seem so massive and that's what makes them just you know stop getting in their tracks it just seems too much it's too big it's overwhelming so i think you know breaking it down into smaller bits you know even if it's just you know today i'll do this then tomorrow i'll do that this week i'll do that rather than okay i want to get from a all the way to b which is way way over there and so i think it's about breaking it down and then getting really specific um with okay what is my next step when am I going to do it? If I'm going to do it tomorrow morning, what time tomorrow morning am I going to do it? How am I going to make sure I do it tomorrow morning? You know, should I put it in my phone and my calendar? Um, you know, I think it's just about that. And also maybe knowing that you, you know, in a week's time, maybe someone's going to check up on you, you know, you've got a support in place, um, that will check, okay, have you done this? Um, so I think all these things can help, but I think as well, the, the beginning, has to be you you know you really are committed to it because all of that is not going to work if deep down it's not what you want which comes all the way back to this thing of helping to someone to figure out you know what do you really want and and why i think that's the key point you know what do you actually want because if you approach somebody and say to them i want your guidance and support and i want you to hold me accountable to what it is i'm trying to achieve but what you Mm -hmm. say to that person that mentor is I want to be a doctor, but that didn't actually stem from you. That goal didn't come from you. It came from your mum or dad. Mm, Friend, mm. If, that, if that's the case, then I would say you're in great danger because mm. you're not actually trying to achieve your own goals. You're not actually trying to be yourself, basically. You're not following your inner voice. You know, that's, that's mm. how I would put it. You actually, mm-hmm. you, your, your true intentions have been usurped by somebody else and that's Mm. what i find in life a lot of people enjoy telling other people what to do and guiding other people's lives in a sense of saying to somebody oh i think you should be an engineer or why don't you go to go why don't you go to university and study Mm. law or go and study sociology i mean sometimes people just feel like saying this Mm. they're not trying to motivate them. They're not saying, oh, what do you want to do? And then saying to them, say somebody's an artist and they say, oh, uh, you know, I think you benefit from going to uni and doing art. So it's, mm-hmm. it's, not, it's, not always, it's not always a kind of positive encouragement based on what somebody likes. Sometimes it's just random where they, just, they see you working in a, in a regular job, say you're working as a waiter and they go, you need to go uni, bruv. You know? Mm. Or you need to go uni, you know, if, it, if they're talking to a woman. You know, and it's just like, well, how does that person know what you need? Mm. Yeah, again, I guess it's it's looking at, okay, people are maybe, you know, projecting themselves into that person's shoes and trying to, you know, think for what they would want. Mm. But we don't really know what somebody else wants, what, you know, somebody else needs and what's good for them at all. Yeah, and I think if you focus on yourself first... Mm. and what it is you're trying to actually manifest in your life then you won't you won't need to i feel like 
you won't need to, you won't have the urge to try and influence somebody else. It's when you haven't found who you, found out who you are and haven't actually instructed yourself to do something in your life that actually comes from within. That's when you focus on other individuals and trying to change them. Right. That's, that's what I've observed. When somebody hasn't got that self-awareness and drive to be who they are, that's when they try to mold other human beings. I see. I see what you're saying. I mean, I think a lot of people do, you know, they, they want for you. Sometimes, like you said, it can be coming from a good place. You know, for example, the parent who's saying, you know, you know, become a doctor. Mm-hmm. A lot of the time it's simply because, you know, if they were you or, you know, from them back when they were your age, that would have been the, the highest thing for them. And I think it's just about understanding it's a different context from everybody. And, you know, you as a person or anyone as a person has got to really listen to whatever they feel is right. Because at the end of the day, you know, you're the only one that's got to live your life. And, you know, if it's you that's got to live with your decisions at the end of the day, and I think your body and your, you know, your intuition and your emotions, it reminds you if, you know, you're not on your track. Exactly that. Exactly that. So it's where, even though somebody has good intentions for you, you know, the parents, the the friend or whoever it is, if it doesn't come from within you, somewhere down the line, it's going to hurt you. Even if they're thinking, oh, yes, you know, if you go and achieve this degree, you know, you're going to be successful. You're going to have a high salary. And even if that is true, if it's not something what you want to do, it's not going to work. For example, I got a colleague who told me that they they know somebody went to university to study nursing. They got mm-hmm. the degree in nursing, went to become a nurse. And in two weeks, they quit their job. Um, because they hated it they hated it they hated the long hours they hated everything about it so it's did they was they told to go to nursing by somebody else i mean where did the inspiration come from hmm. and why would you suddenly just drop after two weeks of employment because if Hmm. you know that you want to be a nurse you would have at least done observed nurses work in the real world shadowed them or done something to see how they work and said to yourself, I'm going to, I don't care about the long hours because this is what I love. Hmm. Something would have driven you to have a coping strategy with whatever it is. Because what I see is if it's what you love, you know, like, I don't know if people are aware of Alan Watts, but he says that, you know, when you're doing what you love, it's it's play. It's not work. You should never be working. You know, your work should be play mm. in that sense. Mm. And it's so true. When you're doing something you are passionate about, it doesn't seem like work. You know, it's play. Mm. It's play. Mm. So it would never, yeah. if you're working 15 hours in a day, because it's play, it doesn't seem like 15 hours. But if it's some random job that you hate, it's a nightmare for you. Yeah, I see what you mean. I think it can also be that that was on a part of that person's journey. And they took something from it. And maybe at the time they did genuinely think that was right. And it's just also a reminder that, you know, it's to to pick up on, okay, if something says to you or within you, it's time for me to leave now, not to be afraid to do that. 
because mm-hmm. maybe, maybe that you know that thing has served its purpose within you you've got what you needed from that and from that it's helping you to know what's next and it's again it all comes back to obviously you know listening to that voice and thinking okay I you know I like that at the time but you know it's not right anymore but you know that's okay you don't have to stay just because you've agreed to it so it's also being flexible with that and knowing that you know it could just be that that was a part of your journey but not the end goal or the long-term goal yes yes I mean in terms of being flexible and in terms of um, tuning into how you feel at that moment and things serving their purpose at that particular time you know it's 100% Mm. true I've experienced sometimes I've followed what somebody said done a particular course and then within the course said no actually this is not for me but if I didn't do that I wouldn't have realized Mm. what I didn't what I didn't want to do yeah you know and it, the experience was still necessary, you know, as in terms of life and what I gained from it, mm-hmm. you know, so it's the, it's the flexibility and it's, yeah, it's addressing, it's being aware of how, how you're feeling and being aware of that inner voice mm. saying, okay, now I feel that I don't want to do this anymore. I'm being okay with that. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So if somebody wants to, I don't know, find out more about life coaching or is mm-hmm. it, if they're interested in that in general, is there anywhere that they can find you or? Yeah, absolutely. So it's all kind of in development at the moment, um, but I do have an email address that I'm happy to show people if anyone is interested in the one-to-one coaching or in the workshop coaching, whether it's embodied, um, um, confidence for women or, you know, just generally group coaching um, as a whole. So um, it's Safina, which is S-A-F-I-N-A dot Dorothea, D-O-R-O-T-H-E-A at gmail.com. There you go. And if you're happy to, I would share that information on the Facebook Deeper Meaningful yeah, absolutely. website. Yeah. So you can just click on there and follow the link and see where it leads you if life coaching is for you and um, I think you know I've come I think we've come to a conclusion here you know I've kind of we've we've covered you know energy and we've covered conscious intentions and creating our own reality and you know how to influence our perception of life and whether this perception is influencing our perception of the energy that we're reading and then also being aware of our emotions and knowing that we can actually change our body our emotions in our body rather through the embodiment of self-awareness and doing workshops that allow us to become more aware which then changes our regular patterns of behavior which then changes our consciousness which helps us improve as a human being so that's yeah. the that's the full circle, really and truly. I think it's just for me, in a nutshell, it's self awareness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a big one. <laughs> so yeah, in a nutshell, it's self awareness, and that was the exploration that I went through with you. You know, in this mm-hmm. you know conversation. Mm-hmm. Is there anything else that you you know? Is there anything else you want to say? 
No, I mean, yeah, I really enjoyed this conversation. Like you said, I think we've covered a lot of ground, um, but it does somehow all connect, which is amazing to see all these different things actually flow into one another. Um, and yeah, I mean, just listening to that voice in our heads is another one and just kind of following what, what feels right and, you know, enjoying life at the end of the day, you know, that's what we're here for. We might as well enjoy the ride. <laughs> exactly exactly it is definitely a journey you know it's definitely a ride to be enjoyed you know mm -hmm. the, the enjoyment the enjoyment for me in a lot of cases is not knowing what's around the corner mm. I, I do like to have my intentions but there's something magical about trusting yourself and knowing that it's going to be okay but not seeing what's going to happen tomorrow or maybe next week, but trusting that's going to be okay. There's something really fantastic and magical about allowing yourself to experience that in reality. And I've, I'm glad that I've been able to have the confidence to do that in my life. And I would encourage mm -hmm. other people to embrace that adventure within themselves. Yeah. At the same time, definitely have your intentions and work hard to fulfill those intentions. But there's times in life where, you know, if you let go, you just manifest your intentions anyway. It's a kind of weird way that these forces around us guide us. Mm -hmm. say, okay, you can have all your intentions as much as you want, but let me just give you a little suggestion. If you just let go for a little bit, let me show you how you can achieve everything that you want to achieve anyway. Mm. So it's a kind of... It's it's a very magical process and it's a very interesting uh, experience at the same time. You know, you got both ways. You got the way of intention and you got the way of letting go. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. It's it's uh, yeah. It's it's just magical. It's just magical, and that's what I would I like to leave everyone with today. You know, just understanding themselves and becoming aware of themselves and allowing themselves to just embrace who they are and accept who they are and follow their intuition you know and keep with those intentions and just see you know where it leads you in life that's it for me and Safina you've been listening to uh, deep and meaningful conversation it's been amazing I feel like I've definitely expressed my true self in this moment with you Safina so likewise likewise yeah, so, you know, I hope everyone listens on another occasion and tunes in and shares this with as many people as they can. And until next time, take care.